Hello there. Welcome to the podcast for two consoles too late. I'm the host, Jackson Keebler. And this week, baseball and sabermetrics. We're also going to talk about my first impressions of the Star Wars series Andor on Disney+. Plus. I started to play Crusader of Senti on Sega. And I've got big news for auction alert, but it's not because of what's for sale. It's going to be a lot of fun. Let's get started. Alright, a little bit of sports talk here on Two Consoles Too Late. Yep, we're going to talk uh, baseball and sabermetrics with Aaron Judge chasing down Roger Maris's record. I, I took a hard look at the numbers and compared Aaron Judge and Roger Maris, and I found some stark differences. Now, I'm a huge baseball fan. I've said it once, I'll say it before, I'll say it again. I love baseball, and I find sabermetrics absolutely fascinating, although it's a science that I don't, you know, I can't really quite wrap my head around. Uh, I love the movie Moneyball. I never read the book. I tried reading this uh, book on sabermetrics called Baseball Between the Numbers, and it just was a little over my head trying to read that book. There was a lot of math, and, I, and I'm good at math, but it was, it, was, it was a tough read. And being from Baltimore, I'm a huge Orioles fan, and being an Orioles fan, you just don't like the Yankees, comes with the territory, so... When I'm talking about Aaron Judge, there's going to be a definite editorial slant against him, you know, just because he's a Yankee. Funny story before I start getting into the sabermetrics about being an Oriole fan. My bachelor party was a golf uh, outing, and I dressed in black and orange. And you can, I, I put a picture on my Instagram at Two Consoles Too Late. And the Orioles were heading to the American League Championship Series. I thought they had it on lock. But we ended up getting swept by the Royals in just quick fashion. I was utterly destroyed. And this is after we just swept the Detroit Tigers and three Cy Young winners. David Price, Justin Verlander, and Max Scherzer. And I, to this day, I, I still hate the fucking Kansas City Royals, even though they're a horrible team now. Um, but that being said, I haven't been to a game in three years. It's just, it's kind of hard to get to games these days. It's not as easy. I used to just, you know, hop in the car, get on the light rail and just go down to the stadium, but not anymore. Okay. First, let's look at some statistics of just Aaron Judge versus the Orioles. And it's actually pretty astounding what he's done against the Orioles. Now, at the time of this podcast is early Wednesday morning. Uh, he has yet to tie the record of 61. So if he doesn't tie the record tonight against Toronto, he very well is probably going to do it against the Orioles uh, in the next three games. Aaron Judge has a batting average against the Orioles of 314 with 97 hits, 35 homers, 79 RBIs and 86 runs, and that's in 84 games against the Orioles. And all these stats are coming from StatsMuse.com. Now, in the 2022 season, Aaron Judge has a batting average of 397 <laughs> with 23 hits, 9 home runs, 19 RBIs, and 17 runs scored. 
and that's just in 15 games against the Orioles this season. Okay, so in 15 games, more than half of those, he's hitting a home run. So he's probably going to tie this record, maybe even break it against the Orioles. So let's just get that straight right now. And here's a little factoid for you around the water cooler. Back in 1961, home run number 60 from Roger Maris was hit off an Oriole named Jack Fisher. So 61 might be also hit off an Oriole. We'll see. Some no-name pitcher. God knows who it will be. I'll feel sorry for that bastard. You'll be forever known as the guy who gave up home run number 61 to Aaron Judge. All right, let's get into these numbers. I'm going to do Roger Maris first, and then I'm going to do Aaron Judge. And these are just a couple stats that I that I plucked through. Roger Maris struck out 67 times in 590 at-bats in the 1961 season. In 2022, Aaron Judge has struck out 165 times in 544 at-bats. Okay, so without using your fingers, that's about 100 times more Aaron Judge has struck out. Now, in 1961, Roger Maris walked 94 times. In 2022, Aaron Judge has walked 101 times. But 18 of those were intentional walks. Okay? In 1961, Roger Maris never got intentionally walked. Every pitcher who ever faced Roger Maris faced him down. And lastly, I found this stat to be really interesting. In 1961, the New York Yankees played 23 doubleheaders, whereas in 2022, the New York Yankees have only played six doubleheaders. Now, it is very easy to be romantic about baseball. And it's very easy to say, oh, Roger Maris is the better player, but what I'm what I'm trying to show through these stats is, is that when Roger Maris played baseball, it was a completely different era from the modern era. And I don't think that Roger Maris could have hit 61 home runs in the modern era. Okay? The pitching's changed, the stadiums have changed, and I was kind of as I was putting this together, I was wondering, okay, how would Roger Maris do against the shift? I mean, cuz the shift is kind of a big thing in the game these days. I think Roger Maris definitely, by looking at the stats, he definitely saw the ball better than Aaron Judge. Uh, whether he's a better batter, I don't know. That's that's you know up for debate. Um, unfortunately, the steroid era has tainted records like this. There is forever going to be skepticism and asterisks on records like this uh, since Barry Bonds and all that went down. Uh, Sunday, I, I got home and I turned the game on, and it was Yankees-Red Sox prime time. And sure enough, Aaron Judge came up to bat. And I didn't change the channel. I, I sat there glued on my TV, and the people, you know, I, I guess they, no, I think they were in New York. You know, everyone breaks out the cell phones thinking, that, you know, they're going to get to record, you know, the big, the big home run. It's a good story, and it's really good for the sport of baseball. That you know, don't get me wrong, but at the end of the day, this is, you know, this is kind of pessimistic. But I think it all comes down to money, you know, because 
you know, look who's making the money here off Aaron Judge, all right? The networks like ESPN and uh, the Yes Network in New York that televises the Yankee games, they're making money, especially through advertising. Uh, the stadiums, they're making money because they're filling up these stadiums with all these people coming to see Aaron Judge either tie the record or break the record. So you know they're making money. Whoever catches these home run balls, either the tie and run, the, the ball that breaks the record, and thereafter, they're all going to make money from, from just catching those balls and selling them on eBay as, you know, Aaron Judge's, you know, 61, 62, 63 ball or whatever. So you know there's going to be money made there. And Aaron Judge himself, I mean, he made $10 million this year, and he's, you know, he gets a new contract next season, and he's a free agent. So, you know, everyone's making money here. But it's a really good story, and it's good for this, you know, the sport of baseball. But that being said, you know what? You can hit home runs all day, but can you show up to the stadium every day for 2,600-plus games? I don't know. A uh, guy here in Baltimore did that. He only played for one team. His name was Cal Ripken Jr. I'm just saying, talk amongst yourselves. Andor just hit the airwaves on Disney Plus last Wednesday, and I'm here to talk about it. But as I say that, I wonder, can you still say hit the airwaves? Because everything's digital now, but I guess is it sent by satellite to the cable company? I, I don't know. Anyway, Andor just came on last week, and it was pretty good. And there are going to be spoilers here, so if you haven't seen it, skip ahead. You know, hit that plus 30 second button on your, wherever you listen to podcasts because this is going to be full of spoilers. First off, it is a great, simple story. It's just storytelling at its best. Cassian Andor is looking for his sister. And through a series of flashbacks, we see how somehow they get separated. Uh, go ahead to modern times. He's looking for his sister, and he has a kerfuffle with some guys at a bar. Uh, they end up getting into it. Cassian Andor ends up killing them, and the, the local security finds out. And here comes the heat. Now, the commander of the local security force says look those guys were in a bar they shouldn't have been there in the first place they got in a bar fight they lost end of story drop it and the little weedy security guy probably looking for a promotion or has some strange sense of duty feels like he has to you know hunt down the guy who did this and it's funny because these security guys i forget what they call them they had a name for them they're kind of like stormtrooper wannabes you know they're they're, they're the rent-a-cops of star wars which i thought was really funny so as the uh, the story goes on the heat starts coming from these local security guys and this old mysterious rebellion guy uh, helps out cassian andor and tries to get him off the planet of ferrix and that's it that's uh that's all we know so far but there's no lightsabers there's no force, there's no Skywalkers, none of that bullshit, all right? It's just characters, plot, and setting, and that is what any good story just needs. Uh, I really started to like The Mandalorian because The Mandalorian was like a Western, you know? It, it, the stories were a lot like the old Westerns, and I thought that was done really well. 
But then the Mandalorian just went off the rails with the Jedi and CGI Luke Skywalker and tie-ins with the, the animated series Clone Wars. It just got a little confusing for me. So it was refreshing to see a Star Wars series where everything was just simple again. Now, I am going to geek out to some facts about the series Andor. It takes place 5 BBY, that is 5 years before the Battle of Yavin. Okay, uh, I, I don't know why, that just annoys the crap out of me. The whole timeline of Star Wars is centered around uh, the first Star Wars and when they destroyed the Death Star. It's either BBY or ABY, so... For all you non-geeks out there, you learned something new today about the Star Wars timeline. The acting performances, the guy who plays Cassian Andor, awesome. I loved him in Rogue One. I love him in this. I'm sure it's, he's going to be great. Uh, who else we got? We got Stellan Skarsgård. Now, when I saw the previews and I saw that he was going to be in this, I, I was a little surprised. I thought that, you know, this was a little beneath him, you know, doing a Star Wars series. Because he's such a brilliant actor, and he's been in so many good things. I mean, he's been in, just to name a few, Goodwill Hunting, uh, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. He was going, this is going back, he was Gregor in Ronin. Um, so he can play, you know, he can play the good guy, he can play the bad guy, he can kind of play both. Um, he's also in the MCU in the Thor series. Uh, I, I, I don't know the name of his character, I don't care about the Thor series, I don't care about the MCU, but he's in that as well. So to see him in this was a little bit of a surprise, So, but I knew it was going to be good because of you know his past performances. Fiona Shaw, uh, she's a British, a British actress. Uh, she plays Marva, who sort of, I guess, uh, adopts Cassian Andor. Um, she played Aunt Petunia in Harry Potter. She seemed familiar when I was watching Andor. I was like, where is this? Where is she from? And it's from Harry Potter. Although I, I did have to look it up to know that. But what what Star Wars series would be complete without introducing a new droid? And here in Andor, we are introduced to a droid called B2EMO. And he's kind of, a, he's a nervous little droid, I must say. Um, I mean, let's just look at, you know, in the past, we got BB-8, okay, BB-8 was in, uh, episode 7, 8, and 9, and then in Last Jedi, you, they introdu introduced that little roller droid, it was kind of cute. In Rogue One, we got K-2SO, who is voiced by Alan Tudyk. Who's awesome? He did the voice of Sonny in iRobot. He's done so many things, and he's so good. Um, in Solo, we got the droid L3, and that was voiced by Phoebe Waller-Bridge. And recently, we, in the Obi-Wan series, uh, Leia had that little droid named Lola, who was kind of central to the plot. So it wouldn't be a Star Wars series if we didn't introduce a new droid named B2. E-M-O. So there you go. Uh, Andor on Disney Plus every Wednesday. Uh, I'm definitely going to keep watching this. I'm not going to keep podcasting about it, but I really liked it. If you haven't seen it, definitely check it out. You don't have to be a fan of Star Wars. It's very accessible to the non-Star Wars person, and that's why I really like that. 
Uh, I think I think Disney, since taking over the franchise, has realized, wait a minute, we need to sort of reach out beyond, you know, the core fanboys of Star Wars and just to, you know, get this series out to normal people. And with series like Andor, they're definitely doing that. Okay, this song is from Crusader of Senti. It's from the Raphaelesia Training Grounds. I thought it was a good song. My wife, uh, I was playing it on the big screen, and my wife said it sounded like some sort of 80s, 90s sitcom theme, which it does. Crusader of Senti. Uh, this game is the... It's Sega Genesis. It's their uh, Zelda clone. It's, it plays exactly... It's very similar to A Link to the Past. And I came to this game uh, in a roundabout sort of way. I love games like... Um, Castlevania 2, uh, Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link, Fizanadu, Battle of Olympus. I've talked about those games before, and I love games like that, and this one just falls right in line. So it's it's nice to play this game, but I, I am calling it the methadone for Zelda players. So if you have been playing Link to the Past, which is a phenomenal game, I love Link to the Past, you've been playing that suddenly you couldn't play that game anymore this is what you would play this is like your methadone for a link to the past um, i'm sorry to make a drug reference but that's the best i can do uh, there's so many similarities like cutting the grass to find uh, money in this game they call it malings um, you can do like a you can throw your sword it's not like a sword beam but it's very similar to a link to the past so far, my only beef with the game is two things. Uh, the boss design, um, the boss design is kind of poor, and the level design is, it, it isn't great. Um, so it's a little lackluster there. And I am playing this through emulation, so I'm using my Wii remote as a controller. I'm not using a Sega Genesis controller, and I would be using a Sega Genesis controller, I have a Sega Genesis USB controller, but I can't find it because it's buried in my closet with my GameCube, which somebody reorganized the closet, and I'm not going to say who, but uh, that's my biggest beef right now is playing Crusader of Senti on a Wii remote. But I'm loving it. It's fun. It's nice to get away from Zelda. Um, it's just enough Zelda-ness to kind of give me a fix, but not to be playing Zelda. So Crusader of Senti, enjoying it greatly. It's Auction Alert! Okay, this week on Auction Alert is some big news. It's not an item that's on Shop Goodwill. It is about Shop Goodwill. I now work at Goodwill Industries of the Chesapeake. I now work for ShopGoodwill.com. The irony is just too good. Uh, my interview was last week. Uh, I applied at 8 in the morning. They called me around noon. My interview was at 2 o'clock, and I basically had the job by 2.30. Uh, they definitely saw that you know I brought a lot of knowledge and passion to uh, what I do, and I'm very excited to start this new position. 
That being said, I did give them full disclosure that I'm a podcaster and I feature Shop Goodwill prominently on my podcast. And they said that's no problem just as long as I'm not manipulating auctions, which of course I would never do. So that's the big news. I now work for Shop Goodwill. So I'm going to kind of go back to the whole Crusader of Senti thing with Auction Alert. I, I did a search for Crusader of Senti on Shop Goodwill. Couldn't find a copy. So, of course, I went to eBay, and I was absolutely astounded. And I don't know why, but this game is just super rare and commands very high prices. Nothing nothing too exorbitant. But we're, we're talking about thousands of dollars here. So let's just take a walk down uh, the sold listings on eBay. Uh, here's a couple. September 24th, 2022. Crusader Recente, uh complete in box, $1,525. Uh, below that, September 15th, 2022. Crusader Recente, Sega Genesis with manual, rare. Um, the photo is not too great. Obviously, somebody had it, needed the money, I guess. This got 16 bids. It only sold for $535. I'm guessing something was missing from the box. Uh, scrolling down. Now, this one is absolutely crazy. Sold September 8th, 2022. 1994, Sega Genesis, Atlas, Crusader of Senti. Wada rated 9.2 complete in box. With 21 bids, $2,827.99. What? I, I think I've said it before, how I feel about WADA-rated games and all that. It's it's a scam and, you know, a fool in their money soon parts. I mean, I could just keep going and going and going with all these listings, but this game is super rare and there's people out there paying money for this game. So let's come full circle here on two consoles too late. Which would you rather have? A complete a complete in box copy of Crusader of Senti for eh, we'll call it like fifteen hundred bucks. Or Aaron Judge's home run ball, either number sixty one or sixty two. Um I can tell you which one's worth more and it's not a video game. All right, thank you for listening to the podcast of Two Consoles Too Late, and I have been the host, Jackson Keebler. You can find me on the interwebs all over the place at Instagram. Check out the bachelor party photos, um, and you can check me out at twitch.com. I'm doing a lot of Crusader Recente, um, but also check out the Patreon at patreon.com slash twoconsolestoolate. Drop me a couple shekels and get some exclusive content. But as always, greetings, salutations, I love you, bye. Deep breaths, deep breaths. Alright, just being a dumbass. Alright, there we go.